Welcome to Good Things Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Honey. There are a lot of negative, discouraging, and even scary things going on in the world today. It's easy for me to start catastrophizing if I focus on it long enough, but the Bible tells us that God works for the good of those who love Him. And as we read more of the Bible, we can see that good doesn't always mean easy. And this is the podcast that reminds us that God is good, no matter what the circumstances and whether we believe it or not, because life is hard and messy, but God is good and doesn't change. Hello, welcome to Good Things Podcast. I am Emily Honey, and we are over halfway through January. So how is it going? Is anyone still working on their goals? I have been working on being intentional this year. That's like my word for the year, and it has already been a bit of a struggle, but that's okay because that's part of achieving a goal is the struggle and the work that it takes to get to that goal. So if you're still going strong on your path to your goals, great job. And if you're struggling a little bit like me, that is totally fine. Just remember tomorrow is a new day and you can always start again tomorrow. So, or even later today, you don't have to wait until tomorrow. So don't be discouraged. And if for some reason you've decided just to not do it, that's okay too. Give yourself grace and decide if that was really that important for you to do. And maybe if it was, start smaller next time. It's totally fine. You can always start again tomorrow. So I'm so glad you're here with me today, and I just have a quick favor to ask you before we get into what we're going to talk about on the show today, and I actually two quick favors, I guess, not just one, two. So first, I am so glad that you're listening, and if you haven't done this already, I would just really appreciate if you would just hit the subscribe button. You're already in your podcast app or listening on your computer or on your Alexa or Google or whatever. Just say subscribe to Good Things Podcast or hit the subscribe button on your app or on your computer or wherever you're listening. So that way you can just get these immediately every other Thursday when they are released. And the second thing might be a little more difficult, but it's really not that hard. If you are enjoying the show, I would just really appreciate it if you'd share it with a friend. So whichever episode has meant a lot to you or that you've really enjoyed, if you just share that with a friend, text it to them, email it to them, or something like that, so that way it's easy for them to click on and listen to, I would just really appreciate that. So thank you so much again for being here and for sharing with someone and subscribing. I am so glad that you are here. Now let's get to the good stuff. If you've listened before, you have heard me talk about slugs and bugs. And today I am talking to the creator of slugs and bugs, Randall Goodgame. Now, if you don't have kids, don't tune out just because slugs and bugs is a kid's show and kid's music, quote unquote, there is still something for you in this interview with Randall. I think you'll enjoy it, whether you have kids or not. And he talks about how the show and the music are really for families. So if you're part of any kind of a family at all, then I think that this music and show and interview are for you. We talk about discipleship and scripture memory and several other things. So I think you'll really enjoy it. Also, just be warned, I get a bit gushy, so prepare yourself for me being really excited. I am not someone who recognizes famous sports people or actors or even musicians really very well. I'm terrible with names. I might recognize like them by face, but I don't like get excited if I see a famous person somewhere. But there are still some people that I get a little starstruck by, or maybe a lot starstruck by, and because I watched Mr. Randall's show, he's one of them. And especially his wife, Miss Amy, because she shows up at the end of the conversation, and I got to meet her, and I was a little starstruck there as well. So, you know, just bear with me. I got a little fangirlish and I just really don't apologize for the people that I find impressive and get excited about meeting. So hopefully you can understand and bear with my increased 
pitched. I feel like I was really high pitched for a little while because I was so excited to talk to Mr. Randall and Ms. Amy. So just bear with me in that. And I'm sorry about the pitch, not about being excited about talking to them. So without further ado, let's go ahead and listen. Good morning, Randall. How are you today? Hey, Emily. I'm doing great. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you too. I'm so glad to have you on the show. You are probably our favorite music artist in our whole, like our family collectively. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. We love your music. So that's why I asked you on the show. But before we get into all that, why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do? Well, okay. I've got, uh, my wife and I have three kids. We live here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, They're getting big now. My oldest just turned 21. Oh my goodness. Our daughter, she is down the road about an hour at MTSU mm-hmm. in, in college. She's a junior. And then my middle son, Jonah, he is 18, a senior. He's about to graduate. Wow. And guess the caboose is Benjamin. Ben is 14 in eighth grade. Wow. And, um, we're in, a, we're in a, a sweet season right now. It's mm-hmm. been a really rough couple of years, probably for everybody out there listening. But we've kind of turned a corner in a lot of things in our, in our families live. Over the last few months, our youngest son changed schools. Both kids have gotten jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife recently started working. So it's, uh, it's a good time right now. Thank you. Nice. That's great. I love that. And actually, I kind of was hoping I might see Miss Amy also, but I'm guessing she's at work right now, but that's okay. But- she is taking my son Benjamin to... Um, some sort of school function. Um, I know there's a function later today, but there's like today's like a big end of the year thing. So yes, yeah, she's my personal favorite on the show because she does so many different roles, and I just I think she's hilarious and I love it. So can't wait to tell her. her That's good. That's good. (laughs) So uh, you do children's music basically, but tell me about slugs and bugs, and tell me about how you started writing music for children, especially Bible verses, because that's one of the things I really love about your music is that a lot of them are just scripture. Yes. Well, um, so I started writing music in general for my kids when when they were tiny. Mm -hmm. The first one I ever wrote was I was trying to burp Livy in the middle of the night to keep her from waking up Mm -hmm. my, my wife. And that's where we, I ended up writing this little lullaby, beautiful girl, because mm-hmm. I just ended up singing it to her to the rhythm of, of burping around my shoulder. So it just all came from having kids. And then when we were homeschooling, when our oldest were around like second and fourth grade, mm-hmm. and it was my job to teach them music and Bible. And Makes I sense. sort of combined them in scripture, scripture songs. I, I couldn't get them to memorize scripture for the first few weeks of doing it. And then when I combined them, it was just incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sort of a cliche now how everybody sort of knows that with music, things are just easier to remember. Yes. But boy, is it powerful when it's when it's scripture. So I started writing scripture songs for them to memorize. The first one was, oh, it was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. And they just did it so quick that yeah. I, kept, I kept doing it. And I had already written some, done some slugs and bugs records. Oh, really? That. So uh, after the first couple of songs, I thought, wow, I've got to, I've got to record a, an album of these because it's yeah. serving my family so well. I thought it would serve the folks that are listening to the slugs and bugs records too. And that really has, it's shaped both my, my production as far as what I've created. It has also mm-hmm. shaped my discipleship over the last couple of, well, the last 10 years mm-hmm. because it's totally changed how I am able to remember and practice scripture. Yeah. I speak and sing scripture to myself when I walk in the mornings. And yeah. This is more than you just asked for, but. No, that's perfect. I love that because actually I feel like listening to your albums has impacted me maybe even more than my children, like my ability to memorize scripture. And I have a pretty good memory. Like I can memorize scripture not easy, but I feel like easier than a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. but just the quickness with which I can remember it because it's set to music and recall it. And I actually 
uh, it's been really impactful to me because I actually struggle with anxiety and in waking in the middle of the night and feeling very anxious and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it has been hugely beneficial to me because I will wake up in the middle of the night and start having, you know, these anxious thoughts. And I just start singing your songs, the slugs and bugs scripture songs, because Mm -hmm. it just is so powerful that I'm thinking about the music and I'm thinking about the words and it just drives out that fear for me. So it's just incredible. I feel like it's another, like one of the other reasons I wanted to talk to you was because that's been my experience as an adult with these songs. So how much more impactful even for my kids to have this their whole lives, whereas Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, in my late thirties and just now getting this. So it's really, really amazing. Emily, praise God. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. You're Um, so welcome. I've got to say it's the same for me. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we've all got things we're worried about in different Mm -hmm. times, different seasons. And I will sometimes when I remember in the middle of the night, I'll just recite, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Yes. Trouble or hardship or persecution. And I, I remember all these passages from having written the songs. Yeah. And I just don't think it would be, I'm sure it wouldn't, it wouldn't be on my, on my mind as quickly. It's like the Lord brings the ones I need to my mind when I yes. need them. Yes. So thank you. It's an answer to prayer to hear that. Oh, I'm so glad because it's an answer to prayer to me to have those verses just readily available in the middle of the night when I'm feeling anxious and, you know, cause I hear lots of sounds and I'm like, what is that? What's that? You know, I let your mind can really spiral out if you can't don't redirect it to what is true. And I feel like it's just having that scripture so available redirects it to truth very quickly. So it's just been wonderful. And not to mention what I've seen it do in my children's life as well. The other day, my son, my oldest son, Owen, who you met a few minutes ago, he was, I asked him to pick up stuff in his room and he was picking stuff up and I just heard him in there singing, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like he's having a good attitude while he's picking something up and singing about it. And I just thought, wow, that's so powerful. So it's just, it is, it is just so powerful. It's it's incredible. You know, it's an incredible gift. And I I just, I can't believe that. um, Yeah. I'm just grateful to get to, to be a part of it because you know, the power is in the word already. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. there is something about music that helps us get access to more of it, maybe, mm-hmm. like where there's a way that singing, you know, like the Lord created singing and he, sang, yeah. and he commanded us to worship in that way. And so there's something ineffable about what, about the practice of music. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes sense that pairing it with scripture would reveal more to it, but to actually experience it never ceases to be Mm life-giving. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, thank thank you. We really, really appreciate uh, just what you guys do. And again, that's part of why we want, I wanted to talk to you because just it's been so impactful in our lives. So I wanted to ask you also, what gave you the idea to start slugs and bugs? Cause it's not just music. You also do a show, which we also love. It is our whole family really enjoys it too. My husband and myself watch it with you because there's so many little references that are funny for us that our kids don't get. And so, uh, so what prompted you to start just the slugs and bugs kind of storyline and songs and that kind of thing. Sure. Well, so you may be familiar with my buddy, Andrew Peterson. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I made a kid's record years and years ago, back in 2006, Mm -hmm. just as a side project. And then um, I got, we got the opportunity to write for Veggie Tales for a couple Mm years. Yeah. And during that season, uh, I just kept getting more and more um, aware of how much I loved making stuff with families in mind as a as a dad and as a parent part of my part of my struggle and my hope is as a parent you you want to connect with your kids you want to be in like a right strong relationship with them but you also want to be able to have fun with them yes and sometimes that's hard to do both you're sort of trying to balance how do I keep them in line and make sure they're doing the right thing Mm -hmm. you know not pulling each other's hair and pushing each other down (laughs) right 
or play on the road, you know. Right. And, uh, and then also have your relationship be such so that they want to run to you and trust you and yeah. laugh at you. And so for me, slugs and bugs, as I, there was a moment where actually it was my brother and then another friend were asking me why I, or why we didn't, I didn't make some more of these songs. Mm-hmm. And after I got past the idea of um, like, I thought maybe I, if I was going to do ch- children's music, I would have to like be a clown or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I had a friend of mine say, no, you know, you would, you could just be like the fun, folky, friendly host of Randall Good Game Kids songs. Yeah. And something about that kind of helped me see and kind of opened a window. And once I allowed myself to look, I just saw it just checked every box for what I care about yeah. um, and what I could apply my gifts to, because I, I struggle as a parent with finding ways to model everyday discipleship to my kids, mm-hmm. you know, because you kind of get caught up in the either I want you to do what I say and do right. it now mm-hmm. or, Hey, let's pray and have this sort of authentic, humble attitude towards the Lord together. Mm-hmm. And it's just this awkward jumble of, of like separate boxes that for me, what slugs and bugs did was it gave me an opportunity to try to put it all into one box yeah. where this isn't like sometimes we have fun together and sometimes you have to obey me. And sometimes we go to church and are serious. It's all of us together are in the kingdom of God. We've all got different roles. We're in relationship and by incorporating like laughter mm-hmm. and fun and silliness, it sort of greases the wheels of the relationship in such a way that the kids know that you don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And so that when you, when you are serious, they respect it. And they're like, yeah. Oh, he's not, you, you know, I just wanted to create fun ways to connect that model everyday discipleship, both yeah. in the relationship to God and our relationships with each other, because part of discipleship is how we treat one another by creating first songs Mm-hmm. that aren't kind of pigeonholed into one category where there's scripture songs that are uh, very serious about, you know, how we, like I just mentioned the uh, passage from Philippians mm-hmm. or, you know, Ephesians, we are God's masterpiece, mm-hmm. but also songs about Mexican food and yes, you know, like you mentioned, who's got the ball or mm-hmm. the gingerbread house where and I never thought I'd like sing a song about picking up after your dog, <laughs> <laughs> but I sing it, you know, as yes. we go around. So, <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I want to, for both for myself and for my kids to acknowledge the reality that all of life is worship. And mm-hmm. all of life belongs to the Lord, not just like the parts that seem sacred, right. it's all sacred and yeah. how we approach one another in love through it all, having fun together. And then when appropriate, being solemn together, mm-hmm. all of it works together to sort of shape a life of discipleship. Yeah. I love that. And I love just the range of not just topics that you guys have from like the really silly, fun songs, but also the scripture songs, but I also love the range of types of music that you incorporate. So just like the variety, the musical variety is wonderful. And I think that's one of the reasons it's one of our favorites. Like you're, like I said, you're our favorite artist as a family, because we like a lot of different kinds of music and there's a huge variety of music in the slugs and bugs albums. So mm. what kind of, what are some of your favorite, I guess this wasn't on the list of things I sent you, but what are some of the things that like inspire you to write these different types of music? Because it's so varied. Like there are some that are very like more somber. And then there are some that are very like upbeat, but also like different, I don't know, just like jazzy ones, things that remind me of like South Louisiana. My husband's from Louisiana. So there's some that like remind me of that and, you know, things like that, that are just really diverse. And I love that. So what are some of the kind of things that inspired you to, to make such a variety? Well, two things come to mind. One, it's just fun for me. So I grew up with lots of different influences (laughs) and play a few different instruments. So I've been influenced by a variety of styles and it 
it's just fun, first of all. Yeah. But then second of all, and also maybe just equally, when I first started making children's music, I was very aware because I had really little kids at how difficult it can be to listen to the same stuff over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Because your kids, once they latch onto something, they're like, I want to hear that again and yes. just press repeat. And it can be 40 times in a row. I remember listening to wheels <laughs> go round and round. Like between like Birmingham and Arkansas. Oh man! <laughs> uh, when my daughter was, you know, two. So, so for that, that's also a big part of it. I want parents to be able to enjoy the diversity mm-hmm. and not be sort of subjected to one sort of sound for the duration of the record. Yeah, I think that's really different than what a lot of other children's musicians are doing. And I really appreciate that, especially like scripture. There's a lot of good children's music that does scripture, but I feel like mostly it's very somber. And I feel like the variety of like, just for example, the 10 commandments song that you have like (laughs) count and Frankenstein and the bees and uh, you know, just all kinds of things that uh, are part of the different songs that make it even though it's like a serious topic or whatever, it just makes it fun and uh, I don't know, different. So I really appreciate that about it. Yeah. Thank you. And also I got to say the, the, my producer, Ben Shive mm-hmm. is brilliant. And so a lot of it, I'll come in and say, Hey, can we do something like this? Mm-hmm. And he'll kind of like crack his knuckles and he'll go, Oh, can we? <laughs> I love that. And so he, he is a huge part of why things sound so great on those records. Yeah. That's so wonderful. That's so great that you have such a great team also that can just create and work together. Mm-hmm. So that's, we, like I said, we just, we love your music. I feel like I'm a little gushy and I'm sorry about that, but we just oh, really, no. <laughs> really that's love fine. your music. Please, tell all your people how much you love it. Cause I, I appreciate oh, it. Oh, we do. We do. I also ask you on, because I've mentioned slugs and bugs so many times, I would say almost every episode, any episode where we talk about memorizing scripture, I mentioned like some books because I'm like, oh, I've memorized so much scripture that way. I feel like it's just as good for grownups as for kids, for sure. Well, so that's really what I've set out to do. I mean, like I said, it serves me first. So I am sort of the, you know, the barometer because I don't want to be annoyed by it. Um, right. <laughs> so, and I want to be able to, you know, want to reach back into my mind and, and remember it. So, uh, so if it's, that's really the hope and then why for years we've I've referred to it as slugs and bugs, family music, mm-hmm. because it's children's music, but really you could put, you could pluck out a number of songs mm-hmm. out of the records and just, it, it could go in, you know, be for anybody. Like, yes. I, uh, yeah. So it's supposed to, it's for the whole family. Yes, I, I completely agree because it's, yeah, it's just the musically, it's very exciting. And because of the scripture, it's out cool to everyone. Um, and even the fun songs, I love funny and fun things. And I feel like there are things even in those songs that are funny to me because I'm an adult that uh-huh. my kids don't quite get. Just like in the show, there's kind of little things in there that are funny to me because I understand the reference, but my kids don't get it yet. So, yeah. yeah. So I really appreciate that as well. There's like those funny little, mm-hmm. you know, enjoyable moments as a grown up watching it or listening mm-hmm. to it. Well, and I'll tell you, one of the ways that it serves me too is I growing up, um, one of my just, you know, one of the things that I, I, the Lord has been working on with me my whole life is taking myself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And so slugs and bugs by incorporating all this silliness it's it helps me to remember that i am a child of god mm-hmm. and that um, all the weight of the world is not on my shoulders and i can trust the lord with everything i have and so yeah like it just as the scripture songs and the the variety and all that serves me first the silliness does too because it it reminds me that um to to not take myself too seriously. And then that serves my kids because they see me not taking myself too seriously. Yeah. And they, and that helps them shape who they're going to become. Yeah. I love that. Part of being a disciple is not taking yourself too seriously. You know, that's the struggle that the Lord calls us to is to take up our cross. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the main obstacle into that is ourself. 
in what the things that we want and what we desire. And, and by taking yourself lightly, it gives you the freedom to say, all right, Lord, whatever, whatever you've got for me, I'm in. Yes. Yes. That is so good. That is really good because when we take ourselves too seriously, we're focusing on ourselves rather mm-hmm. than on Jesus. That's so good. I love that because I also have trouble taking myself too seriously, (laughs) tend to be a very serious person sometimes, but I do like to have fun and love having fun. So yeah, that's so good. That's really good. I really like that. Awesome. So what are uh, some of uh, the things that you guys do? We mentioned some of them, but just give me like a quick rundown of what all the slugs and bugs things you have, because there's multiple like products and services and things that you guys sure. do. Sure. Well, of course it all starts with the music mm-hmm. and there are, I think nine albums out now and they're all streaming on mm-hmm. all the places people can stream. There's five all word for word scripture records and then other silly songs. And then there there's books, slugs and bugs books. Mm-hmm. There are four, four slugs and bugs books. And then there's another children's book that I've written. Then there's the TV show, of course, which uh, is available lots of places now. It's it's popping up lots of places. The, the first place uh, is Right Now Media. So Right yes. Now Media, if you're familiar with that. Yes, that's where we watch it. We have Right Now Media and we love it. So good. Oh, good. So yeah, it's streaming there, but people can also purchase it on Amazon and mm-hmm. um, it's on the Catholic station called Formed. It's on uh, oh, Minnow. I can't remember all the places. Uh, somebody texted me recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's on iTunes, Pureflix, Yippee. So it's on a few places. Yeah. And that, the show, I feel like is the, the place where all of sort of my dreams come true about slugs and bugs. It's, it's because the music, um, it allows for the silliness and mm-hmm. the quality of craftsmanship to help kids develop an aesthetic and it's obviously got word for word scripture and then and silliness. But what the show allows me to do is to, to model, like, like people mm-hmm. can watch in real time, people kind of arguing and then sort mm-hmm. of resolving and how we incorporate these passages from scripture into how we live. So, mm-hmm. and then of course, getting to be on a show with like Muppet type puppets, mm-hmm. that, you know, a dream come true too. so fun i grew up on on uh, D- uh dr teeth and the electric mayhem and kermit the frog and, <laughs> yes and, uh animal and all the gang so yes uh that having having that experience has been uh, a, a dream come true for me so yeah that's i think that's it show books music yes you, i believe you even have like the for purchase like the music to learn to play is that correct for yes. the songs? Yes. yes. So we have core charts. Yes. And then we are, and we have been developing sheet music. Not all the records have sheet music yet, but we're on our way with that. That's so wonderful. So if someone wants to, they can, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, purchase that and mm-hmm. do it for their music lessons or right. whatever. <laughs> One of my dreams is to create a little hymnal of scripture. Oh, that would be so cool. It's like all all the sort of playable family, like Ten Commandments mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be in there. Right. <laughs> all the ones that make sense to compile a little family hymnal um, where folks could play it, whether for worship, family worship, or just Mm for uh, individual joy. Yeah. I think that's really fun. We don't, we're not very musical in that we don't play instruments, but I saw that on there and I thought that is really cool. I really like that because then it's just one more way to to incorporate it into like your, your memory, who you are. That's like the, the kinesthetic, you know, movement of learning the songs and the scriptures involved. And I love that. So yeah, that's great. So what are some of the ways that you pick the verses? There's a lot of verses. So there's five albums, which we have all of those and we love them all. (laughs) uh, I couldn't pick a favorite song from those. They're just so good. But uh, how do you pick the verses? I'd say there's two main ways that happens. One is by people requesting. So oh, nice. I get emails from folks saying, hey, could you make a, a song for this verse? And then the other is uh, just my own personal study. So I, mm-hmm. for example, uh, this year I've been going through the, the Bible in a year. And in my mm-hmm. notes, whenever I run across a passage that I think could be a, a song, I'll just 
make a little note, I kind of notate it so that, and my, and sometimes I'll work on it right then. Yeah. But then when I'll go into a season of where I'm getting ready to record, I'll go back through all my notes and go through the passages and, and start writing songs for ones that I've noted. And then um, I, I usually have way too many songs for a, an album <laughs> and I'll start to look for themes mm-hmm. and then compile a record based on out of the songs that I've written, what sort of song, what passages could kind of go together to create a theme. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do have different themes. There's some that are like the old Testament and some that are like the, I, I can't remember exactly how you put it, but it was basically like things about Jesus or something like that. Like in volume four, it, the theme is discipleship, family mm-hmm. discipleship. So it's all these different passages that are about how we in real time in our lives, how we follow, what are the ways like mm-hmm. that we, that, that, we have to train our mind and so passages like come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest that's mm-hmm. in real time he's saying do this now and mm-hmm. or uh, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up your cross it's like we have to face that and make a decision real in real time uh two are better than one or let's see be on your guard one of my favorite things about that passage is it says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, or it sounds like you're getting ready for a fight. Then it ends with do everything in love. Mm-hmm. And I just loved creating a song for that because of how it frames how we follow him. Yeah. We are ready. We're full of courage and strength, but it's all, it's all supported by the love that he has for us which yeah. then we can pour out to others. And then in like volume three is all the words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's either songs that are passages that specifically he said, or passages that are about him, like the verse from Colossians. He is the image of the invisible God, first born mm-hmm. of all creation. So uh, that's a long answer for that. But No, that's great. I love that. And I love that song too. I love all the songs. I like we've already said it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's just such a, such a wonderful collection of songs. So, yeah. So that's a really cool, I love that you go back and look for themes and uh, has there been anything that impacted you like in a way that's very specific that you remember, like God was really showing you something through that particular set of songs or anything like that? Well, yeah. I mean, it's really all of them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not so much some of the silly ones, but uh, then again, you know, you mentioned the 10 commandments song, mm-hmm. the, like I use monsters, you know, Yes. and recording, we recorded that when like my kids were little and, and having the kids in the studio, like scream, like, Oh, like they're, yes. scared. yeah, they're scared. Mm-hmm. So cool. But when I was working on that, it was so important to me to try to incorporate how we view the 10 commandments. Mm-hmm. So for us, it says, you know, the 10 commandments, no one, no can one can keep them. them all. Yeah. 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 I love that. And um, because part of, at least personally, and I think it's, it's a common universal Christian struggle is, you know, we, we hear the rules and then it's like, okay, we got the rules. I'm going to keep the rules. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the job. But Jesus is calling us to something else. He's saying, these are the rules. You can't keep them. So mm-hmm. come to me. Yeah. And that's a more difficult thing because like we talked about earlier, it requires our life. Yeah. And um, so it was meaningful to me, even though I was, you know, writing it, thinking of, of the, what, how I was going to use my voice to create Dracula and Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. It was meaningful to me in, I was, you know, engaging with that reality as I was working on the lyric and just praising God for how sweet it is that he's called us to be his in relationship. And he didn't leave us Mm -hmm. to just try to get it right, which we could never do. Yeah. So they all, but they, they all, they all work on me just with, with their, their force and power, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I really like the 10 commandments one. 
because of that, because of the way you framed it, that no one can keep them all. And that's why we need Jesus. Like we can't, we can't keep all the rules. And mm-hmm. I, the older I get, the more I sympathize with the Pharisees because they were trying to keep the rules. That's why they made more rules. They were like, how do we do this? Let's yeah. figure it out and keep yeah. more, like make more specific rules, but that's not how we do it. We really need to just go back to the Lord and yeah. that's how we do it because we can't. Yeah. And, you know, it may, another one just I was thinking of is in this thing, the Bible four about discipleship, that passage from Luke, where it says, take up your cross. I remember making the decision to sing the word daily over and over again. You know, it goes daily, yeah. daily mm-hmm. because that's, that's also the challenge. You know, it's not just like pick up your cross in the morning and then you're good. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, daily for me, it's like, means like minute by minute. Yeah. I was going to say moment by moment. Yeah. Same, same. It's like going, just keep coming back to him because Mm -hmm. he's the well that never runs dry. So yeah, but there, I could use every song as an example for that. Yeah. That's yeah. That makes sense because they're all, they're all scripture and they're all so good. Mm -hmm, So I want to talk about the silly songs for a little bit. So you have a, a, four albums, I think for about that are just like fun family songs. So how do you come up with those? Like there's one about Mexican food. I especially really like the one that's just, I love to eat food because we have some picky eaters here. And so whenever Uh they're not wanting to eat something, we kind of sing that like, you know, it's food. Like you love to eat food. It's yeah. not a mannequin hands, like <laughs> things like okay. that. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, that's How do you come up with some of those funny songs? <laughs> well, you know, for years and still a little bit, it's just because you had, I have kids and they just mm-hmm. would say the most crazy things. So yeah. many of them just are inspired by my kids. Yeah. My son walking through the house going, there's a hole in my sock. I love it. Or, uh, you know, I had one of my kids ran into the, came into our room and like really dramatically was like, there are no pajamas in my top drawer. I love that one. Yeah. I get that a lot from my children. Where are my pajamas? <laughs> right. What is wrong with the world? This is not how it's supposed to be. Yes. And, uh, and so they inspire lots of them. And then, you know, just things, but little silly things that, that happen in life. Uh, on the newest Sing the Bible, or the newest Silly Songs record, I, in the last couple of years, I had never heard of the animal called the pangolin. Yeah. And it, yeah. When, I, when I heard about it, and then I looked it up, and I was like, what? How can I yes. not heard of this? It's not like a tiny little animal that's no. Yeah. It's huge, and they're everywhere. So those kind of things, you know, I think, well, I got to write a song about that guy. And then even as it gotten bigger, my kids continue to inspire. I was thinking about also on that record, there's a song called Cell Phone Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's essentially a cautionary tale and a song about device usage. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing kind of about the song Modern Kid. You know, watching my kids grow up through this age where they're having to navigate, you know, they were always the last ones. We we're really conservative with it. So they're always mm-hmm. the last ones in their friend group to get a phone. And uh, my son, he's 14, he still doesn't have one. And so I try to write about things that are going to be joyful, but also that are real. Mm-hmm. Well, not always real, because he got catapulted and I got like a walla walla, ricky ticky. Right. Like, <laughs> we like that one too, though. That's really funny. It reminds us of like an old camp song or something. Yeah, good. So um, a lot of times it's just whatever's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. I like that a lot of them are inspired by your kids. And I, I, love like it's very inspiring that your 14 year old son doesn't have a cell phone my seven-year-old has recently started asking for a tablet and i'm like no you don't need one like so we're kind of similar in that we are uh we have certain ages in mind for certain things and that's when those will happen or not we might wait even later we'll see how it goes so it's different you know yeah different like not it didn't follow it's so tempting to fall into the trap of saying okay you'll get your phone at 15 or something right one kid got it at 15 you don't you might not get it till you're 17 man you right. just gotta, you gotta just, show us that you can be yes. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. For sure. So that's really, really great. So how do you kind of pull those together to make the show? Because there's, I feel like there's themes in each episode and Mm -hmm. that's something that we also love because they discuss really serious topics. Some of them do. I mean, a lot of them do, I feel like address really serious topics, but then Mm -hmm. they also have like fun elements and things like that. So you make the albums based on kind of the themes of what the songs are. Do you kind of pull those to the show as well, or do you kind of do some rearranging and that kind of thing? We do. A lot of times we, we look for themes Mm -hmm. from the songs. Yeah. And, and then try to come up with scenarios that are like that the songs, the passages we're, we were memorizing kind of can fall along, fall into. But um, also we just, I'm inspired very often by my life and by my kids' lives. And you mentioned that we talk about serious things. And I think it's because, you know, kids, their lives are serious. Yeah. Very often people forget that, kids have the very same emotions we do. And, you know, when a four-year-old cries, we're tempted to uh, think, oh, well, you know, okay, come here, 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 here. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But um, they're crying just like we cry. We don't cry as much. They're feeling it just as like, just like we feel it. And it's just as serious for them Mm -hmm. when their ice cream falls on the ground and they, boohoo about it as if you know we got in a car accident yeah Um, so I try to presume that they can just understand and stay with well I guess I don't try to presume it just my my own kids just by paying attention they've taught me that they are they're engaged in you know gosh in thinking about things that are difficult yeah they come (laughs) home from school one of my sons came home from school. One of his buddies mentioned that, that their parents don't have any money, mm-hmm. but they act like they do. And they spend, they, 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 they just run up their credit card bill. Mm-hmm. And this kid is nervous and anxious about it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it and my son was like, I had never heard of that. Do people do that? Yeah. But they're dealing with, I mean, even just like bullying and trying to figure out who they are, the stuff that they're dealing with is real and they can handle it yeah. when, when we decide to put it into a TV show. Yeah. And I think sometimes as adults, we think they don't understand or they can't under- understand on any level, or maybe we're just too busy to try and explain it in a way that makes sense to them. And so I think that the show does a really good job of explaining hard concepts in ways that make sense to kids. And maybe mm-hmm. they don't get it all immediately, but there's this kind of understanding that's working in their minds mm-hmm. that started that they can continue to develop and grow that concept and understanding because maybe they're not going to get it all right away, but they're mm-hmm. going to start understanding it. And I think sometimes I know I sometimes feel like I have to explain this like in a way that makes sense and is not, you know, inappropriate for a five-year-old and like, how do I do that? And, and it's, it's difficult uh, for sure. And I think you just, you nailed it with what you said that parents so often we, we, we're, we're afraid to talk to our kids about things because we think, well, they're not going to understand this all the way. Right. But we forget that we don't understand things all the way. Right. You know, do I understand what it what that passage means? He is the image of the invisible God, firstborn among all creation. By him, all things were created. Right. Uh, we, we don't know what an archangel is. Yeah, there's so many things. We deal with things that we don't understand completely all the time, all day, every day. And yet we hold our kids to this sort of higher standard as if we're not going to really introduce it to them until they can really understand it. Yeah. You're really, you're, you're right and smart to say that, no, you introduce the concepts because they can understand part of it. Yeah. And they'll grow into their understanding of more of it as they grow, but they feel respected mm-hmm. and they are being respected when we engage with them about serious things, knowing and trusting that they can, they can get part of it. 
Yeah. And I think as you were saying that, I just had that thought, like, that's what God does for us. Like, as we don't understand those things, but he still gives us these glimpses into what it is and Mm -hmm. how it works. And maybe we can grow in that understanding in this life, but we're never going to fully grasp that until we're with him. Francis Chan wrote a book years ago, um, Crazy Love. And in it, he describes God like the ocean and our brain like a Coke can. And so we can only understand what's inside the Coke can. So we might get part of the ocean, like the plankton or the seaweed or the salt or whatever. And we can only understand that much. And I think that I, I have always loved that picture because it's just so good. Like just the vastness of God is the ocean and like my little brain is a Coke can. And I just think I understand so much about him. (laughs) And so I think that you saying that really triggered this idea. Like that's what God does for me is Mm -hmm. stops down and helps me understand things. So that's what I need to do for my kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And you know, that reminds me of a lot of times when I've done little parenting talks, I end up ending on, we want to parent our kids like God parents us, you know, yes, yes. So full of constant grace, always aware that we know so much more than they do, mm-hmm. but never making them feel ashamed for it. Right. And giving us just what we need at a time, one little bit at a time. And we see how that frustrates our kids like crazy, but we just know that if they would trust us, it'd yeah. be better for them. <laughs> Yeah. And, and all that helps shape how we receive God's leadership. Yeah. We can humble ourselves and go, okay, just like I don't tell my kids everything. Right. I don't know everything, but I know he's good. Just like I, my kids know that I'm good and I'm mm-hmm. just going to follow him, not blindly, but with the light that he gives me. Yeah. Yeah. And trusting that he's good. So not mm-hmm. just knowing it, but actively trusting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trusting the Lord. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's so easy to sing it, but it's much harder to actually yeah. do it. To actually In do it. ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's right. That's right. I love that. And I think that <laughs> the struggle is we think we know what that means and it doesn't always go the way we think it should. So, no, I know. Yeah. Well, what is a way that we've kind of talked about this actually, but what's something maybe that you've seen God doing through slugs and bugs that's just been either really impactful or really stuck out to you? What's something that God's been doing with this? Because you've been doing it for maybe you said about a decade, 11 years, 11 years now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Emily, there's so many stories. Um, I, get emails and and Facebook notes and and Instagram notes all the time from families giving me little anecdotes and and stories about their kids. You know, you you mentioned earlier about feeling anxiety. It made me think of a story where uh, a mom wrote me a note telling her that she was obviously worried Mm -hmm. and like running about and trying to get things ready and telling her kids, I'm sorry, I'm just worried about something. And Mm -hmm. her daughter said, mom, don't you remember the song? Do not worry about your life. And Mm -hmm. she said, you know, it was all she could do to not just like start crying from the little girl. She didn't know the weight of the truth that she just carried to her mom, but it was so big, but it's, it's, it is simple, uh, even though it's big. Yeah. And uh, so those kind of stories happen all the time. Um, Oh, just this past Sunday, a friend from church said that their daughter had to memorize a, a passage from Isaiah 40. Oh, uh, really? Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yeah. For school? And she came home. She's like, mom, you won't believe what's, what passage we have to memorize this week. I already know it. Yes. <laughs> little, little things like that happen all the time. But I think, I think maybe the biggest thing that I get over and over that is just, it, it's so sweet for me to hear is that the music tends to influence the culture of the home mm-hmm. and help sort of shape the family's rhythms and how they relate to one another. It gives them a language for, for humor that's also connected to 
the language for truth mm. and that it makes it, it sort of smooths, smooths the edges for the family culture, which honestly, because my family was growing up as I was, as I was creating it and also mm-hmm. it's dad's music. So right. our kids listen to it, but not as much say as other yeah. families do. It's sweet for me to hear every time because I don't, it's always a surprise and, and, a, and a sweet little gift because we didn't experience that with slugs and bugs because it sort of was happening after mm. I was creating them. So, and, and that's what I pray for. That's what I you know pray for that families would grow together in the way they're able to talk about the gospel and the way that they're able to relate to each other and the way that they're able to relate to God and think about God. And just knowing that I get notes about families in church when there's a scripture that's read that's from you know, one of the songs that they know, they kind of elbow each other and mm-hmm. those little family moments, those sorts of things are small and also kind of priceless. Yeah. Yeah. They like, create these connections with the members of the family that they wouldn't have otherwise. Right. And, and it's, there's lots of ways to do that. Um, you know, like our family watches Home Alone every, every yeah. <laughs> thing. And, you know, Pixar movies are great for like, oh, remember this line. Mm-hmm. But when it's scripture, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, it's uh, obviously there's more going on there. Yeah. So it carries a, a lot of, it just carries a lot of weight. And I, at the end of the day, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude at the, at both the opportunity that I get to be a part of the way the Lord is working in all of these different families, especially knowing what a screw up I am <laughs> and how, you know, I am the, 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 as broken of a vessel as anybody. And yet I see the Lord can use my, you know, my contribution, just like so many of the, the things that I read that I read and, and listen to that contribute to my spiritual growth in life. So it just encourages me uh, along my own path and along my path with my kids and my family when I hear those kinds of stories from other families. Yeah, that's so good. And I think as you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, we do that also as a family. My husband and I have like inside jokes from things that we've watched or that have happened to us, you know, before we had kids, but I see that developing with our children as well. And it's developed out of things that happen on slugs and bug shows or out of the music and And also out of the scripture that's in the music, like we do uh, read a verse a day and um, they're always excited when it's like Deuteronomy 6.5 or (laughs) Galatians 5.1. They're always very excited. They're like, oh yes, we know this one. I'll be like, okay, everybody, what is this verse? And then we'll sing it together. So it's, uh, yeah, it creates those just really fun connections that are just so much more powerful when they're based around scripture. Like they're still fun when there are other things like you're saying, like watching home alone or, or whatever, but it's also just so, so much deeper when it's based around scripture. Mm-hmm. There's just so. more, more meaning. It's just more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, that's a joy to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about, there's this one line that Sparky on the, on the slugs and bug show says, mm-hmm. it's just like two words. There's a moment where Doug and Sparky are waiting for me to come back to show up or, or something. Mm-hmm. Doug says, usually Mr. Randall comes in right after the, after the intro music and Sparky goes right after. <laughs> yes. and, and for whatever reason that yeah. just sticks. And like Amy's always saying right after yes in the house and walking around and that has nothing to do with scripture. Right. It's just sort of the world and the water that we're swimming in. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Anytime I ask the boys if they want to help me make anything, like we're making cookies or something like that, they're like, everybody go to the Bumble Bakery and work on stuff. So oh, yes. <laughs> let's uh, all go to the Bumble Bakery and we'll make some cookies. And yeah. yeah. Yes. I so. thought you were going to say, I, I want to help. Oh, yes. Yeah. That too. <laughs> my youngest, my five year old, gets in these modes where he'll sing that song and be like, 
what can I do for you, mommy? What can I help you with? And it's just really sweet because a lot of times the things that I'm doing are really hard for him to, for me to let him help with. <laughs> and that's exactly what the song's about. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. It's about yeah. them helping and me letting them help for mm-hmm. sure. So that's great. Oh man, I've just really enjoyed talking with you so much. I just, thank you for being on the show. I have one more question for you. Sure. It's the question we end with because uh, the podcast is called Good Things Podcast because we just try and focus on the good things that God is doing in the world. So I just want to ask you, what's something good in your life? Oh, uh, yeah. And it said- can be big or small. It doesn't have to be monumental. It can be. Yeah. Well, if my, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, my garden because I, I planted some geranium rhizomes and some jack-in-the-pulpit bulbs wow. and Joe pie seeds this morning um, in the rain, actually, because I, wow. I, I thought they were going to dry out if I didn't go ahead and plant them. Mm-hmm. I just, I love getting my hands in the dirt. And, uh, but then I thought as I was going to talk about that, I thought, well, the reason why I'm able to do all the things that I'm able to do is because of my sweet wife who, like I told you, is out somewhere with, the, with my son mm-hmm. right now. We're, we're about to go to the luncheon for his school. Mm-hmm. And I, I maybe if we ever do this podcast again, I'll make sure she shows up so you can meet her. That would be so good. I would love to meet her. She is, I, we've like my son Owen said, watched your concerts and things on YouTube and she's delightful. I would love to talk to her. He's just the best. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe that the Lord loves me so much. I mean, I know he loves me this much, but yeah, one of the greatest evidences of his love is my wife and how she loves me and serves me and is here, is here for me. But yeah. also I get to watch her being the delightful person that she is in the world. She is the most fun of all the good games. And I'm a mess. You know, I'm out here in my office mm-hmm. making songs and, and, you know, I'll come in and go, Hey, what do you think about this uh, verse? I'm thinking about changing it. And she'll be like, um, I'm in the middle of making dinner. <laughs> you need me to listen to it right now. Right. And, uh, and if I say yes, she will. She'll like, well, hold on a second. Let me come up, come, you know, put the, the, the take, right. turn the turn the burner off or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Taking the kids back and forth to school, figuring out and helping my son figure out his college applications, mm-hmm. you know, spending a long time talking to my daughter on the phone about boys, mm-hmm. just the greatest gift in my life. So even though I love my garden, I think the best good thing in my life is Amy good game. That's so good. I got goosebumps. We were talking about how long have you guys been married? January 4th, it'll be 25 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That is such a, I, that's such a great testament to just marriage and God's design for marriage. So thanks for sharing that. And for just talking about how much you love your wife, because that's a really sweet and wonderful thing. And I think that that's rare to hear that in this world, unfortunately. So I really like that. That's great. Okay. Well, okay. So check this out because I'm late for this luncheon. She's come to get me. So she's walking up the stairs. Oh right my now. gosh. So, <laughs> Should I let you go? Or can I say no, hi to her? No, no, no. Come in. She, she's she's going to be mad at me, but she'll also forgive me. Hey, I want you to meet Emily. Okay. I know covered her, in mud. Her, her boots are covered in mud. I won't. I don't care. Hi, I'm Emily Honey. I'm so nice to meet you. <laughs> Nice to meet you too, Emily. You're coming in totally. We've had a whole like almost hour long conversation and a lot of it has been about how much we both love you. I don't know you personally, but you're my favorite person on Slugs and Bugs show. (laughs) I love all your different characters that you play. So um, yes, and we've, we've watched as a family, several of your concerts online on YouTube and just really appreciate you and enjoy you. So it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for the podcast. I met her Owen and Lincoln just a minute ago. Yes. Yes. And and we'll be watching tomorrow as well. So I'll get to tell them that they got that I got to meet Miss Amy. They will maybe be a little jealous because they're playing. I can hear them, not gonna go get them, but (laughs) oh that's sweet. Well, thanks again. What part of the country are you in? Uh, I'm outside of Dallas. And you guys are Franklin? Nashville. Nashville. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. That's great. My kids are really cute. Anytime we say like, Oh, maybe we'll go, you know, like to Tennessee for a vacation or whatever. They're like, can we go to the slugs and bugs workshop if we're ever in Nashville? And I'm like, I'm not sure it's a real place, but maybe we can find somewhere that's like it. That's funny. Yeah. You can come visit the lighthouse. That's what this is. Sort of the workshop. I did just uh, email with the guy who is the puppeteer for um, Doug the slug yesterday because I needed something. And he said, well, Doug says that he hopes your stockings are filled with pudding. Nice. I miss Doug. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yes. We keep it going. We keep the the world going. Yeah. So good. I love it. Well, I'm going to let you go. So you're not late to your luncheon because I know that you guys need to go, but thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for coming up to say hi. Sorry that uh, we went a little long, but it's just such a, such a good conversation. I really, really enjoyed talking to you. Me too, Emily. Thank you for what you do. And thanks for wanting to have me on. Well, as you can probably tell, I just love Mr. Randall and Miss Amy. And it was so fun talking to them both. And given the chance, I would totally visit them at the lighthouse in Nashville with my family. But I also really enjoyed hearing how Slugs and Bugs came to be because it's just really cool that it started out as him teaching his kids scripture and making up songs while he was doing that so he could teach them music and Bible verses. And you just, you know, you never know how God is going to use things you're doing for yourself or for your family to teach and encourage others. So that was a really, really fun story. I think my good thing from this week will be what Mr. Randall said when he said, all of life is worship and all of life belongs to the Lord. This is not a new concept to me. This is something that I've heard before, but it's just something that I easily forget that all of life is worship and that it all belongs to the Lord. I think sometimes I tend to separate things out and compartmentalize things. And really it's just all part of worshiping God. All the things that I do, wiping my children's bottoms, doing schoolwork with them, doing the laundry and the dishes and the commuting and the, all those things are worship and part of a life that belongs to the Lord. And they even have a great song that will hopefully encourage me this week as I try and remember that. It's based on Colossians 3.23. And so I'll be singing that. I'll spare you my singing, but you can look it up in the show notes and it's called Whatever You Do. So you can listen to that with me this week as well. It's on Sing the Bible Volume 4, and it's a really good one to help me maintain an attitude of worship and remembering that every part of my life belongs to the Lord. So what will your good thing be this week after listening? Maybe you're encouraged to memorize scripture through songs. Maybe you listen to Slugs and Bugs music and or watch the show, whether you have kids or not or whether or not your kids are around because it's something that I listen to on my own. It's playing in our van. And when I'm by myself, I don't even turn it off. I just listen to it because scripture is just always so encouraging. I have those linked in the show notes, by the way, both the show and the music so you can find those. Maybe your good thing is that you pick back up an instrument after a really long break so you can enjoy worshiping God through your own musical talents. Or maybe you're like Miss Amy and you are kind and forgiving when your spouse or your roommate or your friend or your child is running late for something and making you run late for something. (laughs) She was so nice, wasn't she? Or maybe you're like Mr. Randall and you tell your spouse and other people how great your spouse is, or maybe not your spouse if you're not married. Maybe you talk about how great your roommate is or your friend or even your children. Just knowing that it's really encouraging for those people to hear you praise them, not just to themselves, but to other people. So let's talk kindly and encouragingly about the people that we love in our lives. Or maybe a good thing that you take away and do this week is you get outside and plant something in your garden, like Mr. Randall did with his geranium rhizomes, which seems very impressive to me. I don't even know where you would get those, but I love getting outside and working in the garden. It's just another great way to remember 
that all of life is the Lord's and that he makes those things grow. So maybe you get outside, get your hands dirty and plant something if you're somewhere where it's a good season for planting. But whatever your good thing is from this episode, whether you do anything based on it or not, I hope you're encouraged this week to focus on the good things that God is doing in your life. Because life is hard and messy, but God is good and doesn't change. Also, you might want to stick around until after the music ends because there's a sweet little snippet of conversation that I think will make you smile. So you may want to go ahead and just listen for a few more minutes after the music. And I am just really thankful for you. So thanks for being here. And I'll talk to you again in two weeks. show before oh fantastic i'm so glad so uh, this is lincoln who's this hey lincoln i like you guys glasses we're all three wearing glasses all the boys mm-hmm. owen wanted to ask you a question so i told him that at the start he could be in here do you want to ask us your question awesome. what's your favorite song Oh, oh, and that's too hard. <laughs> I can already tell you that I, I, I can't ever pin one down. I'll tell you, I'll think, I'll tell you what my favorite song is today. Because this week I've been practicing for our concert this weekend. Uh, this yeah. weekend. We, yes. watched, we watched your other concert. Oh, fantastic. So I've, I've really been loving playing Gingerbread House this week. Oh, we love that song. Yeah. So that's my favorite. Eat gingerbread. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite one right now, just because I'm enjoying playing. We love that. We played played it while we made gingerbread houses every year. Perfect. That's yeah. exactly what I hoped would happen. Owen, do you have a favorite song? Um, I like the gingerbread house one too. Yeah. All right. You're like, who's got the ball? Yep. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to say to Mr. Randall? No? Say bye. Bye. Nice to meet you, Owen and Lincoln.